Today is the first week of our new homily series, Entering the Mission Field. Over the next couple of weeks, we plan to explore the idea that as Christians, Jesus asks us to go out and share Jesus with the world. As we begin this series, I'd like to remind you that if you're traveling in the course of this series, or if you would like to share this with a friend, you can always go to our website, stmary.life, to listen, read, or share the message. The setting for our gospel this weekend is a Sabbath dinner at the home of a leading Pharisee. Pharisees were one of the groups in Jesus' day who lived a very strict observance of the laws of the Old Testament and did so in such a way that made people feel like the Pharisees were holier than everybody else. Sabbath meals are occasions to invite guests, and on this occasion, Jesus had been invited and was present. Jesus uses occasions like this one to challenge those who feel comfortable about themselves, especially those who think they're holier than others. As Jesus notices guests striving for places of honor, he tells them in the kingdom he is initiating, status is granted, not sought after. To his host, Jesus says, when drawing up a guest list, don't invite only people who are well-placed or people with good contacts. Rather, invite those who are unimportant in the eyes of society, people who cannot repay you in any way. I'm sure the host thought, why did I even invite this guy? I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind enough to invite him. And then he comes here and he challenges us. Several years ago, I found myself being challenged by Jesus. Father Doug asked me to share with you all sort of my story and what God's plan has been for my life until this point. I was born in Dothan, Alabama, and raised in Hartford, Alabama, by two wonderful Christians. Hartford is a small town that has more head of cattle than people. My parents were United Methodists and raised me to love Jesus. I often said that I do not remember a time when I didn't know who Jesus is. I've saying Jesus loves me, this I know, my whole life. Thankfully, my knowledge and relationship with him has grown over the years, but I've always known and loved him. I attended Huntington College in Montgomery, Alabama, with the intent of becoming a United Methodist minister. During the summer between my junior and senior years, I began to read and study more deeply. In my senior year, I began to take church history classes and realized that there was more to Christianity than I had experienced to that point in my life. The summer after I graduated, I began to read about the Catholic faith. I was reluctant to consider what I was reading, but I was also impressed. It began a seven-year-long journey as I wrestled with lots of ideas and spent lots of time reading, arguing, and praying. But I was not convinced. I rationalized that a middle ground between my upbringing and becoming a Catholic would be the Episcopal or Anglican Church. Now, sometimes when you hear someone say they are Episcopal or Anglican, it may cause confusion. But an easy way to understand it is Episcopalians or Anglicans who live in the United States. It's basically the same body of believers. It was in ordained ministry as I functioned as an Episcopal priest that I realized the fullness of the Catholic faith and had the desire to join. With lots of prayer and study, I went from where I was to finally coming into full communion with the church. It wasn't easy, but it was so worth it. Things did not get easier when I finally came to this decision because now I had to tell Amanda, my wife. 
I was very nervous to tell her because she wasn't raised in the Catholic Church either. She did join me in the Episcopal Church after we began to date, but that was a pretty big jump for her as it had been for me. I don't think she ever really thought I'd have the desire to become Catholic. After much prayer and study for her as well, she and I, with Micah, who was our one-year-old child, came into full communion in March of 2001. We were so excited and thrilled. However, we lost several friends who stopped talking to us after we became Catholic, with family members who stopped talking to us. I had to find employment after leaving my job as a priest. I believe that I had received a call into ministerial life when I was 16. I trained for eight years to be a minister. When we converted, I was a bit lost because I was no longer what I felt called to and had desired to be, which was a priest. Our journey came at a great cost, but it has been so worth it. In May of 2011, I sent my request to enter the process to be ordained a Catholic priest with permission to be relieved from the obligation of being celibate, which simply means that I can be married and have children and still be a priest. It took almost eight years, but in December of 2018, Pope Francis granted my request and granted me permission to be ordained a priest in the Catholic Church. So how is any of this even possible? Well, the Church has a process called the Pastoral Provision, which provides a way for married former Episcopal priests in the United States to be ordained as a Roman Catholic priest and serve in a parish church in the United States while being released from the obligation of celibacy. The idea of priestly celibacy finds its roots in the tradition of the Catholic Church. However, there have been married Catholic priests from the beginning of the Catholic priesthood until today. Celibacy became a discipline for Catholic priests in the West in the year 1123 AD. The Eastern Catholic Churches, however, have allowed priests to be married until this present day. In 1980, the Catholic, priest in the, the Catholic Church in the West, that's all of us, began allowing married Episcopal priests to be ordained as Catholic priests in the United States. This process, called the Pastoral Provision, was established by Pope St. John Paul II. Currently, there are around 20 or so married Catholic priests all over the United States, all of whom are converts to the Catholic Church. Each man who wishes to be ordained with this provision must seek the approval of the current pope, which, for me, was Pope Francis. For education, each Episcopal priest must have a master's degree in theology before beginning the process. After he is received into the process to become a priest, each man goes through a Catholic seminary process. Once ordained, I'll be a real priest and be able to serve just as any priest does. I'll be able to administer any sacrament a Catholic priest is allowed to administer. Now, just to help put anyone's mind at ease who may be concerned by this, first, the Catholic Church has not changed on the idea of celibacy. Second, men like me are not asking for the Church to change or to begin to ordain married men outside of the exception made for us as Episcopal priests. And third, I've offered myself to the church because I know there is a need. We have a shortage of priests, and the next few years are critical for us to get through 
and guys like me offer ourselves to help out. The gospel reading for today reinforces my desire to serve the church in this way. As we look at the gospel for today, Jesus tells those at the feast to invite all, not just important people or people that we may like. They are to call all people to come and eat at the Lord's table and to become Jesus' disciples. This passage should really speak to us today here at St. Mary's as we continue to become a place where we invite all to come. It is easy for us to be happy and content here together, but Jesus calls us to something more. You see, the church exists for the benefit of those who are not its members as well. Jesus tells us in the gospel today that the mission of the church is to share Jesus with all people, to help all people come into relationship with him and become his disciples. I believe this is what has called me to, to be a deacon and a future priest. I believe this is why he called me to St. Mary's, and I believe he is calling you as well to go and make disciples. Let's make St. Mary's a place where it becomes impossible not to share Jesus with the world.